0: This is A Miserable Boy, podcast number 25. Oh, this is awkward. There's been a lot of talk about Richie Sunak's spring statement in the House of the Commons last week. And I think that we can all come to the conclusion that it was one of the worst statements by a Chancellor of the Exchequer that we've had in the House of the Parliament for a number of years. Basically, it's given nothing. It's taken quite a lot. It's made the situation for a lot of the, a lot of the people in this country so bad that really the idea that this is a chancellor that is anything other than a very hard right-wing austerity-driven chancellor is what he is basically that is exactly what he is an austerity-driven chancellor i don't think he's got any idea about the suffering he's going to cause in this country and it's got no political analysis about him whatsoever he's so out of touch with reality because he lives in this there's a multi-millionaire his wife's father is a billionaire she's worth hundreds of millions of pounds so they'd have very little no idea of what the suffering in the country is like at the moment and so for him to sort of think well we'll give you something in 2024 it ain't gonna wash and if he's had any sort of pretensions to be the next Tory prime minister I think all those odds are stacked against him at the moment i believe him to be really quite vicious really in the way he's acted in not trying to solve problems because that's what you put into power to do to solve problems and basically he got no idea whatsoever how to solve them and it's quite simple in some respects if he had any political nows and for that matter the whole cabinet had any politi- political political nows they could have quite easily said to off gem you know that term um, that rise in the uh price cap for gas and electricity that's coming in in April let's just stop that don't go ahead with it that would have given them some really good publicity that would have said we have listened and so we've done something about that the cost of living increase that is not going to go ahead that would be brownie points for them but they're so politically inept or corrupt in the sense that they're thinking, oh, I better not, we better not do this because I want to go on the board of directors of these companies in the future. But in the end of the day, there's no political narrative whatsoever these people. They uh, they can't even think about doing something very really simple and straightforward. You could get rid of this £700 increase overnight. Everyone would breathe a sigh of relief, uh, not trying to have to find these stupid amounts of money for gas and electricity when it goes up in April. And, like I say, give themselves some brownie points. But they're so inept these people, so out of touch, that they can't even think these things through in a logical way or in a political way. What makes me popular? What makes me not popular? (laughs) And Rishi Sunak's probably done everything that's made him unpopular. Even the conservative press uh, gave him a grilling, which is not um, often that happens, that they are all united in the fact that his... uh, Spring Statement was not made with any sort of... uh, No acknowledgement whatsoever of the amount of hardship that's coming people's way in April. So is he getting money for nothing? There's a feeling in the world, isn't there? And especially in this country at the moment, that things just aren't right. We've always had our differences and we've always had our left right center in politics and so forth but we've never not for certainly for a long time since the 1970s or 1980s have we felt anything like this before for some people was the first time they've seen a dysfunctional government and it's the first time they've seen they've probably not seen <laughs> seen a dysfunctional opposition either but there's a general sort of malaise i think in this country that what can we do? And, you know, it's it's things are so, so bad at the moment in that there's a lot of anxiety out there with people and because of the COVID crisis and what have you, they're going back to work and education and just starting to get back to normal as we all want to be. There's a, an anxiety sort of sweeping the country and the anxiety is being sort of compounded by this lack of direction and lack of thought processes that are going through both, both the government and the opposition the government really doesn't know what it's doing at the moment it's not got good leadership Boris Johnson's not a good leader the cabinets are poor beyond anyone's imagination I can think back to what the conservative government was like under John Major and the problems that he had with the party in the 1990s but it's it's nowhere near as bad that he had the sort of antics that are going on at the moment and for better or for worse the conservatives still had their sort of talisman of that we're good with finance and we're good with your money so to speak and that's just been blown apart by the covid pandemic and the way in which people have lined their pockets especially the scandalous purchase of ppe and the fallout from that and we're seeing the papers that people being A business leader has paid £41 million for PPE in China and then sold it onto the NHS for three times the price and it wasn't even any good. So we have corruption, we have incompetence and willful incompetence. It's not a case that they're just not up to the job. They know they're not up to the job, but they just don't care. So it's willful incompetence. And then we've now got uh, an opposition leader which he doesn't have any policies doesn't believe anything, is fixated on tearing his party apart by expelling people from the party who've got no reason to be expelled. He's, he's started a war within the party rather than a war with, against the government. He's the establishment's person for the Labour Party because they got a shock when Jeremy Corbyn became leader. Because nobody thought he would become leader. I don't think Jeremy thought he'd become leader. And a lot of people were taken in by Keir Starmer's presence and also the way he talked about Jeremy and the policies when he was vying to be leader of the Labour Party. And that he said, "Oh, I'll keep the policies. I didn't really believe that. Uh, A lot of people didn't believe, but enough believed him or were amiable and thought, well, we'll give this guy a chance. And he's proved to be utterly incompetent and has no total disregard for the party and the people who work for the party, the people who actually volunteer for the party. I mean, he just made 90 staff redundant. He came to to power with £13.5 million in the bank, the best position the party's been in for decades. And... He got we got he got a new general secretary in charge, the one he wanted, and the party is now in such a state that it's virtually insolvent. And I say to people, and how can you vote for someone who's that incompetent and who lets the general secretary of their party get the party in such a state and not do anything about it? Because say in a normal business, see, you put somebody in charge, and then all of a sudden you lose 200,000 members that brings in 10 million pounds a year. That's not taking into account the amount of money that people actually give the party, as well as the membership money. So the party's reduced by nearly half from what it was. £10 million less, £13.5 million that's been wasted. He's attacking the party left, right and centre. Well, maybe centre and left, but certainly not the right side of the party it seems to be doing quite well but when it comes to leadership and when it comes to people want to see a leadership but they want to see people with policies as well and so, what you're going to do about this oh well we will just we'll be better than this lot doesn't tell you anything anyone could be better than this lot we got in power so what makes you different what makes you want to be leader of the country what makes you what what makes us want to trust you and you know the not answer that question how can we trust someone who's undermined human rights has signed the government on so many issues that undermine our human rights and he's supposed to be a human rights barrister and how can he actually say to people on the lowest incomes in this country that he will look after their interests he won't i'm afraid as far as voting in the uh, local elections which are coming up in a month's time May the fifth you vote for the person in your local election so if you no know, matter who that person is and what party it is if they've done a good job for you and they've represented you and they've they've, they've, they've done all they can to make their ward in their council better then you vote for them but when it comes to a national election and you look at the parties you've got Keir starmer and Boris johnson the two two cheats of the same backside and Ed Davis a crack in the middle. There are three Tory parties in this country. Three of them. And you cannot vote for any of them I think at the moment, as nationally. Locally is a different matter, but even locally we're seeing we're seeing these horrendous issues with Coventry Council and the way they treated the bin men and women at the council who only wanted a decent pay rise which would cost a few hundred thousand pounds and then people say oh well we can't afford a few hundred thousand pounds well they've spent about eight million pounds i think so far is the last estimate on uh, on trying to break the strike so the money is there if the money is there to to pay for agency workers which will be which are on twice the hourly rate that these people are on the country councils should have and could have solved this within a couple of you know straight away but they thought that they would be the hard men and women of the of the labor movement and want they wanted to crush the workforce from, from getting a pay rise how dare they ask for a pay rise and so they decided to try and crush them well they've picked on the wrong workforce and they've picked on the wrong general secretary and uh, I'm glad to see that Unite have said in no certain terms that those 11 councillors who are Unite members will have their membership suspended pending investigation and if the investigation proves that they worked against the interests of the union then they will be expelled from the union and good fair play for to her as well, fair play. These people should suffer the consequences of their actions. And also they're not going to get any money from Unite for the local elections on May the 5th. And this is what we need to see, I think, up and down the country. Is unions looking at looking at people who actually support them and support the workforce, support people who need them most. And if, if those people in the Labour Party are Working against those interests, then they should not be supported by the unions. The union should only support people that are prepared to back the workers and to back people who need who need their unions. And I think it's time that this was done all of the country to, to these so-called Labour councillors who are in fact really a Tory with, with a ro- red rosette on them and a lot of the MPs that we see in Parliament now they've got the same sort of values as Conservative members of Parliament and really should be nowhere near the Labour Party and some of them have been there for such a long time and I think it's incumbent on, on people in those constituencies who have these Labour MPs who have worked against the party especially the allegations about working the allegations that People worked against the party to, so that the party wouldn't win the 2017 general election and 2019 general election. Now some of these CLPs are, are, are just been taken over by the far right of the party, and these people might probably will get back in again. But you don't have to vote for them. You know, once you've got ballot paper in your hand, and you're going to put your cross against the name you don't have to vote for them and i think maybe it's about time we actually had some different people in parliament i'm not going to tell you who to vote for because that's entirely up to you but i think the time has come for these people to get a rude awakening whether it's the local elections or the general elections and really i've got more than a feeling that something's going to happen that's all for now from reasonable boy see you later bye